Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 postgame show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we have Connor. Hello. Connor, how you doing? I'm pretty livid. Well, you watch the Pirate Games. And it wa- I'm not livid about the thing that I expected to be livid coming into this game, but it was a thing that's been a theme all year so maybe i should have expected it but they did get rob zestrisny is is nobody he he shouldn't have opened this game he shouldn't have even pitched i don't know just let's just start there there you can't keep doing this you can't keep wasting roster spots on guys like rob zestrisny instead of having somebody who can give you which Andre Jackson got you the innings today. But if you're gonna use an opener, it can't be somebody like Rob Zestrisny, who is just a completely useless baseball player. You can't have him wasting a roster spot and putting more strain on the other arms in your pen. And you certainly can't be having, you know, as many as two or three. Hey, Andre Jackson got you five innings. So I'm not six. So I'll be generous and say they only have two bullpen days right now. Yeah. He he gave me six. Guess, I'm sorry. I, I spoke wrong. No, you're fine. Well, that's why he's intriguing, can't be, by you, the way. Which yeah, he is intriguing, which is why you can't but you you can't you can't have two bullpen days. I'll be generous and say that Andre Jackson is now officially not a bullpen day, which I shouldn't and nobody should because he should not be expected to give you five or six innings every time he goes out there. But let's just for the purposes of this Let's say he isn't a bullpen day. Sure. You still have Ortiz who cannot throw. It, it. You have Ortiz and Beto on the staff. And those guys are absolutely bullpen days at this point. Especially well, I think Ortiz. That's the issue. Like, I, I know where you're coming from. Trust me. You know, you're you're this late into the season. You're this late into the rebuild. And you're talking about like Rob's is just need multiple bullpen starting. days. But I and guess if Andre, I'm at with this. If Andre Jackson hadn't hadn't hasn't if he hadn't been as impressive as he has, we would be talking about three bullpen days and not two, and even just calling it two bullpen days as a stretch. Right. Because this was a guy who had a six ERA as a reliever with the Dodgers this year. Like the implosion could as much intrigue as he carries, the implosion could come at any point. No, of course it can't. Of course. Like, we shouldn't be blinded and just think that right now, this time, Andre Jackson is good. Like, it, you're optimistically cautious, as we keep talking about. But, again, I can speak for myself, Connor. I don't know about you on Twitter, but I'm intrigued with Andre Jackson. But I guess, like, so, like, where I'm going with this is I can absolutely understand where people's issue is. You know, like a Rob Sizzisney starting right now. Starting, right? The opener. 
But I guess I don't look at it as totally that egregious. Just for the fact that like where this team is right now. I mean, the, the problem is there isn't enough quality pitchers. Going out with the lefty interest is stress. I said it. I said it fine twice. Damn it. I hate myself. So Strizny going out with him as a lefty coming in with Jackson as the righty. Like I, this is why you like the opener. Um, I, I think I'm more comfortable with Andre Jackson having an opener at this point in time. Now, maybe things have changed today, but like leading up to this, of course the innings weren't totally there. So like having the opener for him to maybe set up in a better situation, I don't hate it. And like, what are your options that you're left with? Like, like that's where I'm at. The, the problem is you're left with not many options right now because the internal options look terrible. The external options that you've been bringing in are actually the ones that are performing somewhat, but you still need them in the bullpen. So like calling up just stressed is just Calling up Zestrizny to have him make this pseudo star for the opener. I don't have that big of a problem with. And honestly, like this loss doesn't come down to him. It didn't. Ultimately, he wasn't he was bad as expected, which is where my problem you know he's bad. Why is he even here to give you a single inning if it's going to be bad innings every time? Right. And like I, I just not why? no, he's awful. Right. He's awful. And like I understand the options they have internally aren't that you're not comfortable with any of them, to put it lightly. You know, right. Ro Roanzi is just nowhere near where he needs to be. Ortiz looks like a just like Rowanzi looks like a completely different pitcher than he did last year. Um, and we're not going to get into the hows and whys of that. It's just the reality of it at this point. Sure. Um, sure. But they did the right thing by saying, you know what? We need we need something out of you right now. And by because there's nothing for Ortiz left to learn in AAA. I don't. You know, for Rowanzi, I think it might be a little different just because for him, it is a little more mechanical, they've said. Um, but even with him, I just like, you can't, you can't roll with Osvaldo Beto forever. The results might not be good. They might not be pretty, but you've got to roll with people who are like legitimately have a chance to be a starter rather than just bullpen guys. It, it infuriates me to no end. I don't care if the results are going to be worse. You know, you've got to try. And again, like, like where I'm at with this is even, even Jackson will have a solid five starters. Like, like again, with Jackson, you can't pencil him and say he's a starter at this point in time, right? No. Like the guys you're putting in there with, uh, with falter, like you can't pencil him and say, he's going to go six. He's going to go seven. So like setting him up with an opener. I totally like, I'm comfortable with it. I'm fine with that. Um, it's just the options that are there. Now you're talking about Beto, and this is going off. I definitely want to get back into this game more. But like Beto, I actually really think like I want him to be used as an opener. I think that's his best usage at this point, but they need the innings, and that's why you're not really gonna see him. But like let's talk about the guy who did give innings again. Like, let's go back to Andre Jackson here. Because he did like not. Oh my god, you're you're having a really bad night tonight. So Strizny did not lose the game for them, right? 
You get one, one earned, whatever. Andre Jackson absolutely kept them in this game. Now, he absolutely. did give up the runs early, right? So, again, he did go two or six, give up two. Gave up two that in first that first inning. run. Yeah, but time. those next five innings were strong. Pirates were in it. Um, he, he pitched very – okay. I'm not going to say he pitched very well. He pitched very well for what you've been looking for out of an Andre Jackson. And this, this isn't a bad Cubs lineup by any means. There are no. some dudes here, you well, know, and he, especially he, Hap when he's in Pittsburgh, especially Hap when he's in Pittsburgh, he's had a bit of a rough go of it of late, but Bellinger has been absolutely scorching hot recently. I mean, there's always say a Suzuki, there's Ian Hap, Jamer Candelario. I mean, there's some guys in this lineup and he gave them six innings of two run ball for Andre Jackson. That's amazing. Yeah. Six hits, two strikeouts, not a walk. Not a walk either. Yeah. Limited damage. Again, like I, I'm, I keep saying it. I know Doug's on that. I guess I say it way too much, but because no one's actually good. I shouldn't say no one. There's not too many actually good players on the Pirates. You're just left intrigued to hope that maybe some of them are. And that's where Andre Jackson fits. Like you mentioned, he was a cast off from the Dodgers, pitched terribly for them. You know, the Dodgers who can fix anybody said you know basically have him the pirates took him on and he's done nothing but left your eyes open wanting to see more you know and today was probably again going six definitely the deepest right i'm not gonna say his best outing but he pitched and fought and did everything he could do to keep this team in the game and he did it's my my problem with the whole situation right now, I mean, I know I know I've harked on this a lot, but if Jackson Wolf is in the rotation next year, you've done something wrong. You have. So I just I don't understand he's already made a major league spot start and he went like five innings. Why not just try it? Because it's he's Worst case scenario, he's worse than Osvaldo Beto, and he only makes a start, and it's disastrous. Oh, well. In my opinion, he shouldn't be in the rotation next year anyway. He shouldn't even be on the team. Sure. So if he can give you some spot starts down the stretch, I don't, I don't understand why they're doing all these bullpen days. I know it's, I know it's a shitty option. It's a shitty thing to be, to be wanting. But it's, I just, I don't know how they can sustain this forever. Well, these last few months, these last, this last month, really. Right. That's, that's the big problem. We've talked about that already and we see what they are doing. It seems that they're going with the opener and these guys hopefully stretch out a little bit. Um, I mean, they're, they're getting through it. And what I mean by that is the innings are being played. (laughs) I think we're starting. Uh, we to don't see... see that wins are too much of a priority in the sense. I but... think we're starting to see the, the workload pile up for the bullpen. There's been a lot of injuries recently. But again, like I think that's why you're seeing Andre Jackson being thrown out there for six innings with Zestrisny the opener. I mean, there's seven, like you said, like they they are saving. We're talking about bullpen games, but like they're pseudo bullpen games. Like this game really saved the bullpen. Well, I mean, Osvaldo Beto is a bullpen game. 
It is, but like Osvaldo Beto is not a guy you also look at for a bullpen. So it's a bullpen game, but he's being abused to save the other guys opposed to having like a true bullpen game and having real bullpen arms thrown, if that makes sense. Too. That's that's fair. So it's like, that's well, who's like the real bullpen this. arms. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's also arguably uh, something we could discuss, but like, okay. So like with this game, you know, again, like Jackson goes out there, the pirates, they're definitely in this game. It's three, three for the most part. They go into extras. Of course, the Pirates that are listed here, two and eight. Oh, can we, can we talk about year. what happened in the ninth first, though? Um, sure. So, who reached? Was it? Uh, it was Jack Sawinski because Jack Sawinski pinch it to lead off the ninth. Yep. Alfonso Rivas is up to bat. He bunts. He pops it up to the catcher. Contrast. He did. Is he, that is that what that was? That was a bunt. I'm just not I'm, sure because it went way up in this, the air and was caught. I'm going usually to that's put not what happens when you bite. as kindly and as calmly as I can. The pirates have tried to incorporate the bunt all year, and all year it hasn't worked. All year it's been a disaster. They asked Connor Joe to bunt like three times, and he hasn't laid down a successful bunt in his entire professional career. I don't think. And two times, I think it was two, it was at least one, he bunted into a pop-up double play. It's just been a disaster outside of Austin Hedges for bunting all year long, and they keep going back to it. Alfonso Rivas is a first baseman. How many times in Alfonso Rivas' life has he actually been asked to bunt? People go on and on about, oh, these are major league players, you should expect them to bunt. Yeah, but Alfonso Rivas is a first baseman. Like, if anybody on the team can be expected to not be good at bunting, it would be him. I don't care how bad of a hitter he is. He's a crappy player, sure. But he, it's just, it's baffling. He has, Alfonso Rivas has like seven successful bunts in his entire professional career. And you're asking him to bunt with no Mm -hmm. outs in the ninth and a runner on first in a tie game. What the f*** are we doing? I just, I don't understand it. If you're bad at bunting, which the entire team is, they don't have experience doing it, they're bad at it, why are you asking them to do it? So, there's more chance that Alfonso Rivas can run into one than there is that he's laying down a successful bunt. This is one of those things, like, you, you have to know your personnel, right? Situations may call, and like in that situation, I don't hate a bunt. No, I don't either. Right? But you have Rivas up, like you mentioned. If that was Jiwan Bay, if that was like like, well, there's not too many on the Pirates you can really trust either, because that's one of the situations that the Pirates fell in year in and year out, it seems. I think Doug mentioned that the other night too. But like Alfonso Rivas isn't that guy. And like that's exactly what you're saying. There's a man on first, there's two outs. Don't have him bunt. Swing away, swing away. No, like it's, that's it's just, see, that's awful. the one, the one calling. Let's just say he has two calling cards. One is he's going to draw a walk, and that's probably your best case scenario looking for out of Revis in that situation. Is he also draws a walk? The second one is he finds that power stroke somewhere again. Outside of that, no. He if you're asking your first baseman to bunt in a tie game in the ninth, it's a failure. 
Right. It's a failure. I don't care how shitty of a hitter your fresh your first baseman is. You don't ask him to bunt. Because first basemen are very famous for their bunting abilities. What what are we doing? We've done this all year. Yeah. It hasn't worked all year. It's just right. I don't often I've been very intensely critical of Derek Shelton at times. I think he's shown more recently that I like than I don't. I also okay. think that I also have been hesitant to pin losses on him directly this year because of the way the roster is constructed and the way the injuries have panned out. Rob Zastrzny and Andre Jackson and, and Colin Holderman, they they got you through this game. It was winnable. The offense didn't do a great job, but they got you some runs on the board and they kept it a tie game. You can't ask. that. That's an egregious decision. That's on Radley Haddad. That's on Derek Shelton. This loss yeah. is on them. But you know what that said? Like you said, like the offense, no one did great. But no one, it wasn't like it was, it was bad. It was terrible, right? Like you said, like they were in this pretty much the entire time. Some stands out, standouts I want to talk about though as well. Who's like, this guy's just been absolutely on fire right now. I mean, Connor Joe also, he goes two for two today with two walks. But, I mean, absolutely dominated that Cardinal series. It's carrying over right now. He's I mean, a, he started off very, he's very a hot. Player. He kind of got in a little bit of a lull and he's, he's back, man. He's, he's tearing it up I, right now. I'm starting, even in April, I was starting to push this narrative a little bit. Now that he's had a pretty good July and a really good August, I I mean, what were the Rockies doing? I know he's probably like a wow. good bench player long term, but they just like, they gave him away. Yeah, I mean, I was fine with the addition. It was fine, but he is looking to be a little bit more than just a fine player. You know, I don't think he's an everyday guy. No. He doesn't shouldn't be like going forward. But like, puts and I want to put things in perspective, right? We've talked about Andrew McCutcheon all year, and a lot of it's been for a thirty-six year old, right? But honestly, Andrew McCutcheon has played well pretty much all year, for the most part, all year. He had a little bit of struggles in July, most of his hitting, but he's still getting on base. Andrew McCutcheon has a one seventeen weighted runs created plus. I think everyone can go down and say he's had a solid season. Absolutely. Connor Joe has a 117 weighted runs created plus. I mean, for as good as Andrew McCutcheon has been with the bat, Connor Joe overall has been just as valuable. How do their bats compare? I would assume uh, it would be in, similar, right? Or does Kutch have more? Well, Kutch has 438 plate appearances, and Connor Joe has 380, 367. Okay, so they're... But like 367 still solid yeah. amount. You know, it's not like a small sample. He's had 200 at-bats. But dude gets on base. He 255 batting average. Like in today's game, that's that's not egregious by any means. You know, with a 351 on base. Like he has a 117 rate run screen plus. He's been a fine player. Yeah. And tonight, if you want to talk about guys who like we talked about Jackson doing what he could to keep the team in the game. Like Connor Joe did everything he could do to win the game for them. Outside of actually hitting the ball out of the park. Which Palacios nearly did. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk about him too. <laughs> why is, 
why is he good now? He's I, he's he's not. He's not good, but he is. No, he's not good. He just has moments. You know what? Honestly, this kind of a shout out to Kevin gone posting. I think he he makes the way he said it today actually makes a lot of sense. He has legit power. Like Palacios has legit power. You can't deny that right now. His problem is he's not a good hitter. So like when he hits it and he, he shows that power and he has a home run like tonight, it's, it's majestic looking and he has done it in the clutch. Like I'll give him that. Like when he does perform, you notice it. And I think that's why there's this polarizing view on Josh Palacios because he's in the moments more than most people, even though overall he's not good. Is that fair? Like he has like yeah, five hits in the month of, of August. It might be six now. Wow, his BABIP is huh? He's not good. His BABIP is only like 217. That's crazy. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm going through the numbers right now. 217 BABIP is that's that's fine. So like in August, he's he could have maybe seven hits. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Like, he's not a good player. He, the on-base of 247 is pretty bad. And how many times is he batting leadoff, by the way? Speaking of, Shelton. We'll go past that. But again, like, Con- uh, Connor Joe. Palacios is not a good player, everybody. He is not. But he does show up in big moments. I will give him that. But he's a terrible hitter. This is why he's like, cast away from every other team and was also sent back to AAA on this current team. He just isn't simply a good hitter. But listen, he got a home run. Like, I don't be so down. Like, I did this last time we got, you know, because we have to go to this polarizing viewpoint topic. But, like, he did. He came up big today. A river. In the river. Enough about um, the negatives. Andy Rodriguez threw out another runner today. That's six out of 14. That arm is really good. He is showing that to be a pure weapon. There's there's more to be desired defensively behind the play right now, which you can expect. But that arm is a weapon. It's He's got a cannon and it's accurate. Yes. <laughs> Very much. I know. And he also say, for as terrible as he is blocking, I guess technically that was the umpire who had hit. I was going to say he saved the run by blocking, but no, that was the um, he he whiffed on it. He whiffed completely. <laughs> he nibbled at it a little bit, maybe <laughs> in his own little way, huh? Sure. He blocked he the pitch it in his own little way. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, he he has an absolute cannon. That is a weapon. Um, he's looked fine offensively as well. Now tonight wasn't the great night at the at the plate, but he went over three with a walk. Um, did score the run, but yeah, that was a big out too throughout uh, Bellinger, right? Yep, with Suzuki up. Hmm. I mean, it's he's throwing out runners right now at a damn near fifty percent clip. And in today's game, in in. 2023 that's ridiculous that's ridiculous 
So that's a weapon. That's a weapon. Um, outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot of offense. So six hits, as you mentioned, a third of them coming from Connor Joe. <laughs> uh, eight strikeouts, five walks. So, right, like the offense didn't really show up, but it wasn't an they, egregious they performance. They did either. enough. Right. They did enough to make it a game. It was just once they went to extras, Hatch comes into the game. I've been positive about Hatch, although, again, granted, very, very small sample, but there's nothing to really complain about. Tonight wasn't a good performance by Hatch. No, I, I mean, it's it's a difficult situation to inherit, right? Obviously, runner on second, nobody out, and it's just there's nothing you can do about it. It's not your fault. You can give up a double. You can give up a walk and a stolen bay. There's just... Sure. It's crappy. Um, But he didn't look that great. Um, I know Joe misplayed a ball in right field, but it was it was over already. Yeah, that still could have been a hit, though, too. I mean, well, it was a hit. It just ended up being a run because... He bobbled it. Could, I mean, if he just ended up being it up cleanly. two runs. Oh yeah, that is well. That, that's, that's right. There was a guy in second and third. Obviously, the guy from third scored. The guy from second could have easily stopped at third, which he would have if he didn't bobble it. But he ended scoring. But yeah, I mean, still, I, I hate to be harsh on the tenth inning guy or any extra inning pitcher because the guy in second, like we understand that rule, right? But still, two hits, a walk. One was intentional, right? So we're not going to bash that. But one was an actual walk by him. Like, he just hatched, didn't do well. That's what you said. Like, when you're talking about the expects, again, Pirates going to extras, you just expect them to lose. They are horrendous in extra innings. They're like two and seven, aren't they? Two two and eight was in the chat. And I think that is correct. That's just, I mean, it's been rough. Those two didn't those two extra inning wins come early in the year? Because I I'm they haven't sure they because it, <laughs> it, it really hasn't feels like it they, they just have not won a, an extra inning game in a while. Yeah, I'm sure it's in that 20 and 8 stretch. <laughs> but uh yeah. Uh, they get down five to three, down two runs. Uh I mean they, they did fight though. They they did score a run in the tenth. Granted, Cabrian Hayes, or no, it wasn't Hayes. Who got the last out? Oh, Palacios. Just Palacios, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, Cabrian almost before the extras. Right. Cabrian hit it right to the warning track in center. Not so a good day for Reynolds either. Try to try to win the game. No, it wasn't. He went over five, one strikeout. Wow, Joe's OPS is up to seven ninety four. Yeah. What? Well, <laughs> go by OPS. Brian Reynolds is seven eighty seven, and that's that's up a lot. <laughs> Because it was like with, 740 at one point. With tonight's 0 for 5 performance, we're talking about way to run creative plus. Brian Reynolds had a 111. Like Connor Joe is batting better than Brian Reynolds. 
Although Reynolds, was, Reynolds, Reynolds, struggles. Was just, Reynolds was just awful in May and June. And that's what I was alluding to. Like, we understand his struggles. They were harsh in the middle, and he's been hotter lately. But it's, it's, it's less of, oh, look how bad Brian Reynolds is, and more of, hey, Connor Joe is still performing well. <sighs> so, I don't know. Again, it was just one of those games. The Cubs aren't a terrible team. I mean, they're, they're technically fighting as well. Them and the Reds. Buckle, Sean, Mike, Sean. what did Hayes do in the ninth? How did he F up? I'd, I'd love to see you explain this. I love Bucko Mike. Please, but yeah, please explain. They, they did. Like I said, it was just one of them games. You know, when you don't have three fifths of a rotation of actual starters, this is probably. I mean, again, like this is probably best case scenario. They gave up three runs in the regular, regular inning game. I'll take that. That bunt was terrible. Like I, I, I don't even think that the result probably would have been different if they hadn't or anything it's i mean it's alfonso rivas the and like you said the best result is him either getting a walk or by some divine inter- intervention he runs into one right those are like the only two good outcomes out of that you know he'll probably hit a ground ball and ground it to a double play but you can't just give away an out there and you'll never know what would have happened because you gave away an out. Yep. And it it's just all year that's been a problem. And all year they keep going back to it. And all year it hasn't worked. Yep, yep, yep. They're just, but, they are, they refuse to change on so many things. And this is one of the most frustrating things that they just refuse to let go of. Well, at any rate, they do play again tomorrow. So yep. the second game of the four-game series, Cal Hendricks is up, which, by the way, Cal Hendricks is still having a solid season on this weird career, um, throwing 86, 87 now maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I heard but, Tyler uh, yeah. get a homer off of him. Yeah, but Hendricks is, is on the mound tomorrow for the Cubs. Mitch Keller is on the mound for the Pirates. Just Hopefully, maybe can build upon the last start on what Mitch Keller had, and maybe you know, good Mitch Keller comes out. So, hey, again, this wasn't a terrible game uh, in in the big picture. Understand under the circumstances, more or less. Uh, Tomorrow, the Pirates have a chance to tie the series. So, we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, talking about a dub. I'll be back actually again tomorrow. I think it's me and Tyler, and I will be in Altoona. That's right. You're going to be in Altoona. Yeah, I am going to be. I'm actually covering those games. Trying to get a few different interviews lined up. We'll see. No one important to see, right? Uh, some guy named Paul Skeens, I think. Some I don't career know. minor leaguer. Yeah, some career minor leaguer. Something about him, his first double-A start or something. I don't know, some bum. He'll never reach the majors. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, everybody, so cool everybody's stuff. everybody's going there Saturday to see uh, Chang. That's why it sold out. I I agree. <laughs> All right, and then, like as Kenny said, check out the newsletter tomorrow. If you haven't subscribed to yep. the newsletter, that's written by Kenny. Oh, so well, my mom loves it, Kenny. So there so, you uh, go. Follow me on Twitter if you want to see that Altoona coverage. I guess there it is. All right. 
Well, I sound, everyone... I, I sound really not enthused, but I'm very enthused about it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just angry. I'm just angry at Shelton and the team tonight. We'll see you all again tomorrow. Bye bye. Peace out. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.